Yo, what is up, everybody? It is time for the In Off the Bench podcast. I am Daniel Ball, the keeper of the peace, and I'm joined as always by my co hosts, my partners in crime. My brothers from other mothers, Jim Cross, Randy Jowers, and guys, tonight's episode 19 titled Tennessee Boys. Um, guys, we got three studs for the University of Tennessee baseball guys going along with our trend, getting ramped up for the spring season. So without further ado, let's jump into the biggest interview and podcasting this week with our UT Vol baseball studs, Connor Pavoloni, Chad D- Dallas, and Liam Spence. Guys, how are we doing today? Good. Good. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I want to jump I want to jump right into this and get started. You know, I, I, I'll start with you, Chad, man. We're, you know, we got to get the background. We need to know a little bit about you before we just jump off into the spring season that's upcoming. Chad, tell me a little bit about where you're from, your family life, and, you know, like some inspirations that got you in the game of baseball. Yeah, I'm from uh, Orange, Texas, a small town also known as Fruit City. Um, I have uh, the youngest of three. I am like five, six years younger than the oldest and one and a half years younger than my brother. Um, Played baseball my whole life. Speaking of inspiration, my dad taught me in the backyard, taught me all the love and the passion that he had for the game. So just that father-son bond of being in the backyard with my dad just kind of uh, passed the passion and love on to me. Was there any pressure to play baseball or is he pretty open to playing any sport? No, not at all. I played uh, basketball, football, did a little track, even though I was really, really bad at that. Um, yeah, he, he didn't care. He never pushed me to work. It was always, you know, like if I want to work, then he'll go work with me any day and at, at any time or any hour at, through the night. But he never pushed me. It was all on me. Well, it it sounds like whatever was happening was working because, you know, you had a 5-0 and record with a 1.15 ERA at Panola College. Um, you know, you were all-district football and state champ on top of just being an all-around baseball player. But I got to ask, man, is this true? Your nickname is Cheese? Yes, it is. It has been since I was about eight or nine years old. Bro, you got you to gotta tell me, like – how do, how does the nickname Cheese stick? All right, so it's old movie. It's the Goofy movie from a long time ago with Goofy from like the Disney Channel, you know, Mickey Mouse. And in the film, there is this so-called cool guy, um, and he's always in trouble. He's always in the principal's office, and he always carries this bottle of the squirt cheese. And his, like, slogan, I guess you could say, was – cheddar oh and he'd spray it in his mouth and I you know I always did that as a kid because I thought he was the cool kid so it started off as cheddar kind of moved to cheese and stuck with me everywhere I've been so as of today if I talk to your boys everybody knows you as cheese thousand percent yep (laughs) Daniel I don't know when the last time you saw that movie was but Polly Shore is the voice of that guy Look, man, if there's anybody right now that is versed in in Goofy and Mickey and Disney, it's this guy right here. So, um, yeah, I, I, I got I got what he's throwing out there. I'm, I'm well familiar with 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 all of that. So, um, you know, Chad, talk to me, man. Why? Why Tennessee? I mean, I, I look at guys, especially some of the athletes we've had on that go to, you know, big time universities and are playing at high levels. Um, what 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 was the process? Was there a lot of schools? Was it Tennessee all the way? How how did UT become your home? Yeah, so after my freshman year at junior college, um, there was a decent amount of schools talking to me. Um, as soon as I got contacted from Tennessee, you know, I thought it'd be a really cool idea to change the scenery a little bit. You know, go take an official visit. And I got on campus um, my freshman year in the spring. Tennessee was playing Mississippi State at home 
So we got, me and my father got to experience that. Uh, the coaching staff was amazing. The players at the time, you know, some have pat, uh, went on to the minor leagues or, you know, just graduated and moved on. But at the time, there was a lot of good players and they treated me, you know, like I was family and I wasn't even technically a part of the family yet. And so just having that feeling was, you know, just felt really cool to me. So uh, there were still other schools talking to me, but I took my, I took only one official visit to Tennessee and I knew that it was the place to be and to get me better. Gotcha. So Connor, I'll direct some of this towards you, man. Any cool nicknames like cheese? Uh, not not as cool as cheese. They just they just call me Pav. <laughs> All right. So so where are you from? Small town, big town? Are we from the Tennessee Knoxville area? Are we outside of there? Where are we from? Uh, I'm from Georgia. Um, I grew up in Buckhead, which is just north of Atlanta, um, and then moved to Woodstock, which is about 45 minutes north of Atlanta, and then grew up there for most of my childhood, and then. Uh, my dad just moved down to Smyrna, which is right next to the uh, the new Braves Stadium, which is really cool. Uh, so I, for the most part, I grew up in high school and, and elementary school in uh, in Woodstock. So um, that's kind of where I where I grew up and where everything started for me. So Buckhead, been there a few times. Pretty nice place. Um, you know, the Atlanta area, the Georgia area, the Cobb County area. There's, you know. If people, the people that are listening, if you haven't been there, every school, every high school, every school is just ridiculous. It's like the athletic facilities are top notch. When you go there, like spent many summers there coaching and, and every every facility that we were at was, was on point. Um, and I say that to, to bring up, you know, 2018, you had a title with River Ridge. Um, we're at River Ridge with East Cobb Astros. What was that like playing for a team? And what are some of the, the players and, and big names that were on that team with you? Uh, yeah, it was really fun. Um, winning the Natty right before I, I came to college. And uh, a lot of big names on the, on that team, like Kendall Simmons and guys like Luke Bartonicki, who are over at Georgia Tech now. Uh, Nathan Hickey at Florida. Brandon Smith at Georgia. Just a ton of really high-level guys that I got to be around. And, um, and we got to play at a really high level. But I had never won a perfect game tournament up until that point um, from start to finish. So it was really cool to, to one, be around those guys that have such an incredible amount of talent, but it was also cool to just, you know, to win a lot with them before all of us went to school and, and all went our separate ways. But I've seen most of them, you know, since I got to school, cause I played against them and I, I'm still in contact with a lot of them. So um, that was definitely one of the highlights of my high school career. So what, what does, what does it mean for those that are that that are are listening, what does it mean to win that that kind of tournament? Because I mean, there's so many different travel teams, so many different tournaments. A perfect game. What makes perfect game such a prestigious thing to win? I think it's just because every team that goes there and makes it into bracket play is has to be at somewhat a high level team. Because uh, especially at that kind of tournament, you have to win seven games to make it into bracket play you know before everything starts so to make it into bracket play one in a tournament like that is really cool but to not only make it there but make it all the way to the championship and win it um, with the amount of high level teams that were in there was really cool um, and I think it says a lot about the, the kind of team that we had as well um, and I think if you looked at the scores the only close game was the championship against the team elite team that was also stacked I mean I, I think everybody that they put on the field was going D1 or ended up getting drafted as well um, so that game is also one of the most fun that I've played in, you know, being around that kind of talent as well. So were you already on college's radars prior to that game, or was that a game that kind of put you over the edge? Uh, that was when we won that, I actually enrolled at Tennessee less than a month later. Nice. Nice. So, why, so I, why... I got on campus about a month after that. So why Tennessee? I think for me, it was more like when I got up here, the people were, were so inviting and so incredible and it felt like home. Uh, it's close enough to my parents where they can come visit, but they have to tell me when they're coming. They can't just show up. Um, and then it was also a really cool opportunity to be a part of something really special and turn a program around, uh, I think is what a lot of the 
guys in our program now have kind of embodied, uh, especially the guys in my class. You know, we get to be a part of something like this where, you know, before I got here, Tennessee had 12 SEC wins. And, and now, you know, we were 15-2 and two before the season got canceled last year. We started 17-0 and 0 my freshman year. You know, kind of being a part of something like that and turning a program around like a complete 180 um, is really cool. And I, I think it really taught me a lot about what you can do with a group of guys that, that are all bought into something. And, uh, and there's no other group of guys I'd rather do it with. Yeah, we, we saw some uh, Division One rankings that were dropped. We're not going to get into specifics, but I, I feel like you guys might have had some disrespect um, thrown your way with those rankings. So uh, keep that in mind. We're, we're going to chat about that a little later. But my man, Liam, dude, Australia guy, like, like how, how does it come to be that, that you, you come, you're over here playing baseball? So when I was 12, 10, uh, they both moved over to college to play baseball. And as I was growing up was, and I'm watching them play, I just realized that's what I wanted to do with my life. And they both went to the same junior college, Central Arizona. And the assistant coach at the time while they were there was now the head coach when it was time for me to go to college. So I was able to contact him and get a visit over there and loved it and was able to go to school there. And that's how I got into America for baseball. But you would say some your brothers seem to be sort of an influence. I mean, your 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 brother pitched for San Diego for the Padres, and then all of you guys went to Central Arizona for JUCO. Um, did they win any titles at Central Arizona? No, I'm the only one, so I I can hold that over them. I uh, I don't have much that I've done that I haven't done, but I got to them. So, so take me to, to Australia, like where are you from in Australia, Northeast, Southwest, help us visualize where, where Liam Spence spent his days as a kid. Yeah. So I'm from like the South of Australia, like the very bottom of Australia. It's called Geelong. I live about 10, 10 minutes from the beach, from the coast and about an hour drive from Melbourne. Uh, if you've heard of that. And It's not a small town, but not a big town, not a big baseball town. I had a handful of kids play baseball in my high school. Uh, There wasn't high school baseball. It was all club ball. Just on a weekend, we'd play once every Saturday morning. And uh, we'd practice on a Thursday night. And, uh, yeah, it was more of just like a hobby for everybody. It wasn't anything like... just to get outside so tell me then you got over here you went to juco you won a championship you know a juco championship at central arizona why tennessee and how did tennessee come about uh so after my freshman year uh i i started talking to university of tennessee and i came out for my visit and i just being so far from home and from my family, like um, I was looking for a place that it just felt like a family and everybody was tight with each other. And as soon as I got here, I was welcomed with the coaches and the place here. And it just was instantly, it was like, this is the place that I want to be. And like the city is beautiful. And I, I, I love like everything about the facility and the coaches. And it, it just seemed like a, a great fit. I felt it, felt it right away. It is beautiful over there. We're going to move back to my man, Cheese. He got the drip over there with the chain. Absolutely. So let's, let's, let's get to Cheese, man. We're gonna, I want to talk about you guys personally. What is it like living with these cats, man? And be honest with us. Oh, I will for sure. So as you know, me, Liam, and Connor were all roommates. Uh, last year we were not. I lived with uh, three different players, and they lived with two different players. Um, yeah, I mean, I, we hung out all the time, even off the field. You know, Liam was actually the first player that I actually met, and we had both been coming from junior college. But he was the first person I met when I stepped on campus, so that was pretty cool. And we've always kind of been tight and molded, you know, since then. And Connor, you know, me being a pitcher, him being a catcher, it's uh, we have a really close connection, and, you know, that's really what we need. Being at our positions, always working together, so – 
yeah, it's fun. We're, you know, always laughing. There's always, there's always something to talk about, always something to do. If we're bored, somebody, you know, somebody throws out something, even if it's dumb, we're going to go do it and somehow make it a great time. No, absolutely. So let's, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Who's the cleanest amongst the three of you? Connor, quick, easy. <laughs> not, not, not even close. close. <laughs> not even close. Pat, we're going to get to it. We're going to get to that one. All right, bet. All right, so look, I see the drip. I think I know the answer to the question. I don't want to judge, though. Who's the ladies' man? Liam. Yeah. It's the accent. accent you can't, you can't, accent. You can't compete with that. Now you got the stash. I mean, what you got? You got a lot. Look. I mean, it's just easy to talk to people, right? Yeah, I bet it is. If I talk like that, I would talk a lot more. <laughs> but, look, Chad, I got another one for you, man. I was checking out your gram while you were talking a minute ago, and I noticed you, you got a lot of drip, got a lot of swag. But what happened to your hair, bro? You had like long, I seen it. You had flow. Yeah, so I've always, I think it was my freshman year, yeah, junior college, I had locks about past my shoulders. And then one day my brother, he, you know, he texted me after a game. He was like, hey, let's uh, shave your head. And I was like, what are you talking about? He was like, shave it with me. And I was like, just like a buzz cut? And he was like, no, buzz cut it and then, you know, take a razor to it. Skin to and it. I, and I was like, yeah, let's do it. And so we did it that night. Got about eight of my junior college buddies to do it with me. And then um, he got a couple of his uh, buddies at Lamar University to do it with him. And then I grew it back out. Didn't get a haircut from the end of my freshman year to about, what, I would say earlier this fall. And it was, you know, about the same length down to my shoulders again. And it's kind of got, got a little hot, got a little time to, time to get a little breeze back there. I got you. I got you. Lee, I'm going to come back to the accent for a second. You, you know, you talked about the history, how you ended up here, JUCO and all that. So I want to talk about the first time uh, in Knoxville on campus. What was the feeling? What was the emotion like? Uh, I could I could feel the Southern atmosphere. I, I don't know how to explain it, but you can just feel that the Southern hospitality with everybody that you meet, the smiles around and just a very warm, welcoming feeling just walking down the street and I, it's hard to explain, but it just it's a it's a really cool feeling out here in Knoxville. Oh, I, I totally agree. Spent a lot of time up there uh, myself. So talk obviously you come from a long a lineage of baseball, but talk about that first day you had practice uh, with the Vols. Talk about what that was like. Uh, there was a lot of excitement. Uh, a little nervous, but I mean a lot of excitement, a lot of energy coming around. You know, the coaches bring a lot of energy, and the players seem to follow with it. A lot of energy and just have fun. I mean, it's a group of guys that just love to go out there and have fun. And I think that's what makes it so special being out there with people every day, just that we get to go do something that we love. And with, with brothers like this, it's, it's not, it's hard to complain. Yeah. I was listening to an interview that, you know, the coach did and he basically was talking about how you might've struggled when you first came in, but there was high expectations for you and he never really doubted it. Kind of talked about how he was the last person of the coaches staff to see you but they, I think it was Martinez they were comparing you to. He said it was the highest compliment he could give. So did you have a feeling of not nervous where you were struggling, but was it, was it almost like you were pushing a little bit too hard just to get to where you know you could be? Yeah, I mean, definitely. Uh, you know, you want to show, show them what you got when you get here and maybe maybe trying too hard and just wasn't playing my game type of thing. But it's, and I, I felt like I fitted in pretty soon and you know, I felt comfortable and – it made it a lot easier once you feel comfortable and just ready to go. I got you. Pav, I'm moving over to you, man. So let's talk about it, man. First time, not first time on campus. I want to talk about that first game in Lindsey Nelson. Talk about what the emotion, what that feeling was like. Oh, it was pretty unreal. Um, you know, I, I didn't start on opening day my freshman year, but I ended up starting that Saturday uh, for my first college start. And I think I rem I'll remember it for the rest of my life. I mean, I was shaking you know, walking out on the field, it was just like, it was so like a surreal moment for me, like how far I've come um, as a player. But uh, I think it was cool just to be around the guys and realize, you know, how much work we had put in to be there. And, uh, you know, catching a high level arm like Lingo on a Saturday. And uh, as your first college started, it's kind of nerve wracking. But once I settled in, it, it was kind of fun. And all the fans in the stands, I'd never played in front of that many people before. Um, and so it was, it was kind of cool and, and something that I'll, I'll remember, you know, for a really long time. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I kind of looked you up on the gram too, man. You got a lot of swag in the videos, man. Y'all got a good videographer, I guess, man. Y'all, you was looking swagged out coming off the bus, got snow in your hair. I was jealous, man. 
Yeah, our our, uh, our media team's really good at what they do, and and last year we did have, in my opinion, the best video guy in the country. Um, totally his agree. Galloway. Totally agree with you. Whoa, whoa. Totally agree. It's not even close. But moving on though, we talked. You guys kind of talked about it a little bit, but as roommates, you guys, you know, Chad talked about, it, Cheese talked about it. Y'all do everything together. You're the cleanest one, but talk about, like, what, what do you do together? You said everything, some stupid stuff. I want to hear. What stupid stuff are we doing? Uh, just Without getting in day, trouble. Like, I mean, <laughs> like, they'll get, they'll go to cook out at, like, midnight and, and go get some food. Or, like, sometimes we'll just be sitting on the couch and someone says, you know, hey, you want to go to the quarry? And we're like, yeah, I mean, I guess, sure. Like, let's go. Like, it doesn't really matter, you know, what we're doing as long as we're doing it with each other, I think, is the kind of mentality that we have in the house. Um, as long as we're around the guys, it really like we could be doing something stupid, but it's fun. Even just driving down the street, we love going down the street, just playing music and just seeing what's going on around campus, and it just it's always a good time. Yeah, no, it's beautiful too, and and that's probably exactly you know Pav talked about it, you know, or talk, changing the culture, uh, turning the program around. That's what it takes. Everybody being on the same page. So I love to see it. So Chad, I'm gonna come back to you for a minute, man. Last year you guys talked about it. Uh, I think Chad, uh, it may have been Pav that said it. You're 15 and two. You specifically, you're three and zero. You know, two point five three ERA, eight strikeouts, got a win over Texas Tech. How are you feeling, man? I was feeling good. We uh, before Corona came down and um, ended the season, we were packed up in the locker room, about to get on the bus, head to South Carolina, and you know we were rolling for a little while, and you know kind of got punched in the mouth by Wright State, and not necessarily that we needed the loss, but we needed more adversity in our system, you know, you know, you hot, you ride on this, this high roller coaster, you know, it's got to go down sometime and you need that to kind of ride the wave, try to get it at a, at a um, more flat surface instead of being all high or all low. So I think it was going to, you know, going to be a really good season. Uh, we got a couple guys that were going to be coming back in the rotation. So, you know, we were ready to roll. Yeah, absolutely. Liam, for you, man, batting 346, but I want to talk about that defense for a second, man. You're locking the middle down, you know, so I want to ask you, man, what's the bigger deal, having 56 assists and one error or your high batting average of 346? Uh, the 56 and one error, I take pride in my defense. It's, uh, I've never really been uh, good with the back growing up. I was kind of just always a little guy that couldn't make much contact, but I, I prided myself on my defense to be able to get in the lineup and still do every day because defense wins games and that's what I pride myself on. Got to get rid of that one air, though, Liam. We can't have that. Oh, no. <laughs> so you're telling me. Unacceptable. I, I, I still error. remember it like it was yesterday. I, what did you uh, – I mean, I, I, I can't even say I saw it. Did you, like, boot the ball? I mean, what happened, man? Ground yeah, up? Was, what happened? Just the ground ball in the sixth hole that I tried to backhand and oh. just came out of the glove. Routine, Chad, right. It's always the ones. Right. Chad, Chad when, you, when you're on the mound, bro, and, and Liam makes a bonehead play, do you just, like – do you give them? Do you give them shit like when you get home, or do you like stare them down like right there and be like, "Really, really, bro, really?" No, no it's more at home. You know, when I'm on, <laughs> when I'm in the game, you know, I kind of try to you know pick them up because obviously they don't want to make errors behind me. You know, I want to give my best pitches, uh, you know, for them. And so we all know that we're all moving toward the same goal. So. Oh, you know, I'll try to pick him up if it, if I can see that it's bothering. But no, I'll give him tons of tons of crap when we get home. I, I feel like I feel like Pav's the kind of guy who sits back there and he sees it all, and he like takes notes, and then he just lets y'all have it when y'all get home. He just like just lays into y'all, man. Damn right. Uh, while he's cleaning up, you know what I'm saying, y'all pigs. While he's putting something in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> So, Connor, I'm gonna, I'll end with you, and then we'll turn you over to Jim. So, you, man, hot start as well, 342, four bombs, 12 RBIs, hot start, man. So, you know, obviously it's devastating for everybody, the pandemic and all that, but specifically for you, what is, how devastated were you to have that hot start? You guys are killing it. You, you know, it ended your right state. You know, Chad talked about it, but you felt like you're on a roll. You could pick it right back up. What, what was it like for you, man? Oh, uh, yeah, it was definitely, you know, something that hurt. One, because – I knew that Garrett Crochet was about to start on a Friday night in South Carolina uh, in SEC play. And um, two, because, you know, like you said, I, I was hitting well. And um, I wouldn't say that I was hurt because I was hitting well. Like, I, I wouldn't say that I was going to hit 400, you know, the whole season. But uh, I felt good and I didn't feel like I was going to stop, you know, feeling good for a while, I guess. 
Um, but that was something that, you know, I kind of took pride in as well. And I, you know, Coach Elena and I were really excited about because as a freshman, I, I wouldn't say that I was bad at hitting, but I wasn't good at it. Um, I've always been a defense first guy, especially coming up through high school. Um, and so for me to be able to do that against, you know, some teams that weren't bad at all, like Texas Tech on a Friday night and and being able to hit that double in Houston as well, I thought it was really eye-opening for me and kind of showed me what I could do as a hitter. So at the end of the day, like it sucked, but, you know, that just gives me more confidence going into this year, knowing that, you know, what I can do. And so um, I'm, I'm excited for, for what's going to come on February 19th. Yeah, so before we move on, Randy, you better put some respect on Will Stout's name as a videographer. You know, LSU football last year, that was the best run by any videographer in college, just just to be clear. But wrong. But we're talking about Tennessee baseball, so we'll we'll, we'll move on and, and get past that. Hey, you notice how none of these boys even gave that no credit. They just moved Con- right Connor did his, his no his head shook. You weren't watching all the screens. But Connor, he, that video was nice. It was, that video was nice. They, they had a couple yeah. goals. You better go get on Pav's Instagram, check it out. You even sent it to us. That boy was tight. Yeah, no, I, I love it, man. They made they made him look like the the big deal for sure. But uh, let's let's go to you, Chad. Let's uh, let's transition to this upcoming season. <laughs> let's talk about training. What's it look like right now on a daily basis for y'all? So yeah, we're you know we're kind of still split up in groups because of COVID. You know, we got to play it safe. Everybody you know, is putting their best foot forward to, you know, stay safe, stay clean. So none of this COVID, you know, can mess up our season. We're putting it in our own hands. Um, but no, we're still getting it after it in the weight room. You know, we got to clean everything up and, you know, a lot of uh, individual work. Um, but yeah, I mean, we can still, we can still get all the work we need, even if we're not all together. Uh, and I think a lot of that helps is because like Pav and Liam have talked about all podcasts is that, we know that even if we're on the field and, you know, position players are in the, the cages or in the locker room, we're all working for the same exact goal. And so, you know, if you're out there, you need to put your, you know, your best foot forward for those guys. Right. And so you mentioned the weight room. You know, one thing Daniel always says is deadlifts are the key to success. You do your deadlifts? Always do my deadlifts. There you go. Hold up. I got one question. I don't want to interrupt. When you guys are working out, you got shoes on or not? <laughs> Yes. yes, we do. Yeah. Thank God. Okay, so y'all can stay. Yeah, so I got I got to give you some background on that. We uh we've had some athletes on here who baseball baseball players who don't wear their shoes. They're a part of this um, new thing, uh, as Daniel says. We are one with the earth. Get you know electromagnetics from the ground. I don't know some crap. Anyway, and so Daniel tells them, man, if you don't if you don't work out with your shoes on, man, something wrong with you. So we just got to make sure. But, yeah. Uh, so, Chad, Fall World Series, man, we talked about it. I've seen the, the video. You were mic'd up. Clearly, they picked you up for a reason. Why was that? You, you the clown? Uh, I would say that I'm, I'm one of the clowns on the team, as you could say. You know, we got other guys. Sean Humley, I definitely think, can give me a run for my money. But, you know, we've had a couple mic'd up. And, I, you know, I, I had been hoping that I had got it because of the person who I am. But, you know, it was kind of weird doing it because – for one, the pitcher's mound is a very lonely place, even if it's going good. You know, if it's really bad, then it's horrible being out there. You know, it's real lonely. Don't even want to look around. But, you know, trying to trying to give the people what they want and, uh, you know, talking to the fans and stuff while trying to stay 100% focused and face these batters, it was very difficult. But, you know, I found a way to try to balance that, and so it worked out pretty good. Yeah, that was one of the questions my wife had. She actually watched the video, and she wanted to know if you talk to yourself regularly like that on the mound, or was that just for show? I think I talk to myself every, you know, but it's more in my head. I don't know if my lips are moving, but also don't know if they are or not. I, I'll get kind of, you know, locked in into the game. So I'm sure you could catch me with my mouth, you know, moving, talking to myself. But, yeah, for sure. All right, so when we talked to the Mississippi State boys and the LSU boys, they talked about their fall World Series and how much it meant because you got the bragging rights, you can, you can talk to trash to your teammates, and you even got a reward. Uh, how does that look for y'all? First of all, were you on the winning side? No, I got my ass beat. Yeah, me and Pavs were winners over there. Whooped that right. ass. <laughs> all right, so since you were the, the, the lone loser of the group, Chad, tell me, tell me what they won and what you had to do. 
We so they the winners of the forward series, uh, they got to sit down and relax while the losing team, um, you know, were waiters to them. And after that, we gave them it was a dinner and a show. We had to make up some like SNL skits. We kind of based them off how the fall went, things that went on. So I mean, I thought it was a really good idea, and you know, it worked out pretty good. A lot of the guys on the team bought in, and you know made the plays or uh, skits, you know, as good as possible instead of just blowing it off. But, you know, even losing, I thought it was really fun. Um, but, I mean, I, I still got Liam and Pav in the forward series, so they can take that dub all they want. <laughs> all right, Liam, I got to ask you, did you feel good about their skits and their, their service, or is he lying? I was impressed. The service wasn't as good as I wanted it to be, but the skits were very good. But I, I just felt like I was waiting a little bit too long for my drink at one point. No but, tip. I mean, other than that, it was it was good. I can't complain. What about what about you, Connor? Do you, do you feel like it was up to par? Uh, I agree with Liam. I think the service could have been better, but the skits were were top notch. I hear you. All right, so Liam, the schedule's out. You know, y'all. Uh, Chad talked about y'all doing everything to prepare, and make sure everything you know happens as it's supposed to. As of right now, the schedule's out. Full full schedule. Um, are there any games on the schedule you look forward to most? Oh, well, uh, that's a tough one, but I'm, I'm excited to play Vandy. I don't know, just the, the other Tennessee team, uh, I'm, I'm excited to play them at home. It's gonna, that's one that stood out to me. That's perfect, because my next question was going to be, how hard is it to compete in the SEC East with Florida and Vandy? Uh, well, I, I, I haven't played in the SEC games yet, so I can't answer that. But Pat would probably be the best person to answer that one. Give me the answer on that. What's it like to play against Florida and Vandy? Uh, it was cool freshman year. Um, I think it's definitely the best baseball conference in the country when it comes down to it. So <laughs> every weekend is just a grind physically and mentally. Um, but playing against those guys, especially Florida, because we beat them twice, um, that was extremely fun. And then uh, we actually ended up beating Kumar my freshman year, which was also fun. But uh, it, it's fun, especially getting to see, you know, even when you don't play, you get to see such high-level talent on the field all the time. Um, it, it's extremely fun to watch. When you faced Kumar, as you talked about, did he have the name recognition yet that he has now? Uh, he ha He's had that since he was like a sophomore in high school, too. So, I mean, he's from Georgia, so I, I got to see him play a lot growing up and um, but yeah, he's had he's had the recognition and, and all the accolades, I guess you could say, you know, since he was in high school. Not saying he didn't earn them, he's just, he's just had them for a long time. Gotcha. So Liam, back to you for uh, one more. You know, do you feel like you guys got what it takes to win the SEC East? No doubt. Uh, we got a lot of talent through the lineup, and like we can mix and match. We can flip the lineup. There's not much we uh, we couldn't do to this lineup, and it's it's. I'm happy to say that's going to be a dangerous lineup, so I'm excited to see what we can do. All right, and so, you know, interesting, we've, you know, been interviewing SEC West guys, and, you know, obviously you are the first from the SEC East. What, do you, what is your opinion on the West? Do you feel like the West is, when you look at those rankings, do you feel like the East and the West are kind of equal, or do you feel like the West might be a little more stacked? Um, I, to be honest, I don't really look too much into the standings. I don't, I don't really pay attention to that, all that stuff. I I never have, and I, I don't, I'm not too sure about all that. I'm just, I just know SEC baseball is really good, and it's, every team can compete, and I'm just excited to be able to play all of them. I like it, man. You're not even worried about who you're playing against. You're just going to do what you do. I hear you. All right, so, Connor, being that you got the most experience, and, you know, you were talking about facing those guys, you know, tell me, do y'all have, first of all, do y'all have what it takes to get to Omaha? Without a doubt. All right, so I'm going to put you on the hot seat with the next one. I need you to give me the number one reason why. Because I think you could take our lineup and flip it one through nine, and we could compete with anybody in the SEC. And I can say that with a lot of confidence. I like it. What is, what is the one thing – I mean, it's so hard with last year. You, you didn't have a full season, and you guys are hitting on all cylinders when things were shut down. Like, what is the one thing that the coaches are harping on you guys to get better at for this year? And I'll, I'll start with you, Pav. You, you talk to me, man. Like, what, what is it? It's more just stay locked in. I mean, for a lot of us, we haven't played in a, 
in a game against another team in almost a year. So every day when we show up to the field, it, it's more like, yes, this is repetitive and we get it. You know, practice isn't fun, especially when you go a year without playing anybody. Um, but, you know, bringing that competitive edge to the field every day is what's going to get us, you know, over that hump, especially in SEC play. And then another thing is just follow the COVID rules because we, you know, especially like me, Liam and Chad, and Max is another starter in our house. Like if one of us gets COVID, then all four of us have to quarantine and, and that can't happen. Um, so that's another thing they're preaching is just like follow the rules. And I think that's something that we've done really well. Um, we've kind of handled this with, you know, <clears throat> like we, we've followed all the rules to, to a T and a lot of us have already had COVID. So that helps a lot. Um, but we understand the, the gravity of the situation. And, and we know that, you know, if the four of us are out, then it, it would hurt us a good bit. Um, so we're, we're more like the mentality. You just tell us what we got to do and we're going to do it. So Liam, you know, Pav mentioned it, man. You guys all, everybody's got to be speaking the same language, doing the same thing and kind of following by the same rules. Is, is it kind of put a damper on just college life and being able to get out and socialize and, and, and not necessarily doing just fun things, but yeah, like getting out and doing the fun things. I mean, yes, but like it, all we really do is spend time with our teammates and it's, it, we have enough fun just hanging out with our teammates. And as much as there isn't everything that you can do outside of baseball, uh, you know, some, most of the time we, we just want to hang out at the house and just hang out with each other and just, we can find plenty of stuff to do at the house. So it hasn't really dampened too much at all. So what are some things at the house? You guys play video games? You play board yeah. games? Do you talk smack? Like, what what is it that you guys are doing? The, the, there's always a lot of smack talk that we have a foosball table that we like to play. We got pretty competitive on. Uh, we got uh, video games that we can always run tournaments on. And, and we, we'll find the most random games to play. It's, there's something like a little mini basketball hoop that we'll put up and we can play play with that for hours and add this bunch of random things that we can just make make a good who's time. the best hooper in the house i'd say me that's cap it's me. I, I mean <laughs> if, we're, if we're talking just shooter i'd say maybe not defense but straight shooter i'd, I'd have to give myself oh that. hey cheese cheese ain't buying it bro he looks shocked he's flabbergasted i got, I got a strap <laughs> That is such a, a middle infielder thing to say. I, I'm I'm the best. Like, come on. It is. It's not that I'm the best. It's just Chad and all of them aren't that great, so it's not hard to. <laughs> the, bar, the, the bar is very low. I'm, is what look, you're saying. I, I gotta be. I gotta be honest with y'all, man. DB is a pitcher, so I feel him gravitating towards the cheese, man. He he's feeling it. You know, I, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I think I'm with Liam, man. His accent has convinced me. He might be at a big in golf, but basketball, I, 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 I oh. think myself. <laughs> Not a chance. Not a chance. I might be Connor. You know, the quiet ones are always one that appears. No. 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 <laughs> Baseball is for him. All right. So, so Chad, you know, looking back on, the, on where you ended, what was the one thing that you felt like to put yourself and your team in the best chance to win a national championship, what is it that Chad Dallas needs to get better at for this year? Separating um, inning from inning, pitch to pitch, you know, uh, throw a bad pitch. And then you need to be able to separate that and tell yourself, you know, how to get to that next pitch in the AB and, you know, how to separate those, I think, is a big deal. And, you know, controlling the game and controlling yourself, breathing, um, the pace of the game, you know, it, you're, you have the ball, so it's your game. And, you know, separate, I think for me is separating, you know, pitch from pitch and inning to inning. Um, and, that, and that can go for everybody on the field, either like Liam or Pav, you know, in the field with defense or offense at the plate, you know, you just got to separate those things. And uh, I think our team has done really well with that. Um, even last year. So I think if we stay on that track, we'll be really good. Pav, I'm, I'm assuming that's where you come in. When you see the game moving too fast for those guys on the mound, you, you kind of try to put the block on that and kind of 
reassure some people and 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 set it right is, is that the case yeah absolutely and a lot of times i don't think it's you know i'll go out there especially when i meet with chad on the mound like he's a smart guy especially when it comes to baseball and he knows what he needs to do so a lot of times when i go out there it's one to to give him some time to just take a deep breath and reset but two it's just to to let him know that everybody you know on the field has his back like we're, we're there for him and a lot of times when I go out there, we won't even talk about baseball. We'll talk about, like, what we had for breakfast that day, you know, how good, you know, the spread's going to be after the game. Um, a lot of times it's really not baseball when I go out there and talk to Chad. So what's, what's, the, what's the funniest piece of advice or what's the funniest thing you've told any pitcher when you visited the mound? Uh, <laughs> the funniest thing I've told – um. I, I think the funniest thing that I've told it, it was in an inner squad, but I had to go out there and tell him that two wasn't a changeup. Um, it was a freshman, and I was like, I don't know where you got that from, but two is not a changeup. Um, and so having to explain that to a freshman was probably the funniest moment that I've had in a game ever, just because I didn't think I'd ever be there. Uh, but that that probably takes the cake. That's Australian rules, bro. That's what two means. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, it, it's it's been fun, but before we let you guys off, we're going to play a quick little game. Um, it's called This or That. It just gives all the listeners just a, a feel for your, your, your comical side, your lighthearted side, and just get to know you a little bit as a person. Uh, it's very simple. I'll direct a question to each of you guys, and all you got to do is pick one or the other. Uh, the only rules are you can't say both and you can't say neither. You got to choose one. Oh, oh this is going to be fun. All right. So, chat and, and, and the questions start easy, and then we kind of we pick them up. And we, we end um, with one of our favorites. So, chat. I'll start with you, man. Is it Texas barbecue or Tennessee barbecue? That's – you know, I love my Tennessee people. Nope, wrong. Don't even answer. Don't but, I'm a, but I'm a Texas boy, and, you know, you can't beat it. Have oh. you had Memphis barbecue, though? I have had Memphis. That is very close second, if not tied. I will oh, we're ending this podcast right now. No, but no, it's, it's, it's gas. Go oh, ahead. I got you. Go ahead and mute, mute Chad for the, for the rest. Um, Liam. You know, there, there, there was a question that I was given, and I have no idea what it, what it means. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, audible, uh, in Omaha, this to, what's better, U.S. or Australia? And I, I'll, I'll, I'll specify nightlife, socializing. I don't want to say the partying word, but just like you know, having fun. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of America. Uh, I've had, uh, I, I'm, uh, <laughs> uh, you don't want to ask him about the witchetty grub. It, I was excited I mean, about that. I was too. I have no idea. I, I Googled it and it came up like bugs and stuff. Yeah, but it was in their top 10 things they eat. Oh, what was that? Witchetty grub or gator bites? Which would you rather eat? I haven't had it either of them. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> See that's see I, 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 I knew I knew I I didn't ask that question for a reason. Connor, what do you what do you, what do you like better, fried chicken or steak? Steak. Chad, fastball or off speed? Off speed. What if you were hitting? Would you rather hit fastball or off speed? Fastball all the time. Hundred <laughs> percent. But only bad hit it, so. hitters hit off speed. <laughs> Only bad hitters hit changeups, so that that that's the rule. All right, Liam, would you rather play second base or shortstop? Shortstop. Why? Ah, I've just always played it growing up. It's just my favorite position and my favorite play to play shortstop, Derek Jeter. So, hey, it's all for it, the yeah. brand. It's it's the status. Yeah. No, it's just it's, just, it's longer throw. You know, it's more fun. So do you I, have I do you see, have I, little gift baskets, you know, for the morning after? Nobody, nobody's with that. <laughs> I, I can see how it goes down. Oh, I love your accent. What position do you play? Shortstop. 
<laughs> I make the long throws. I'm yeah. good. <laughs> Have you been in the six hole? <laughs> um, so, Connor, would you rather hit, hit bombs and strike out a lot or be a consistent base hit guy? <clears throat> Do I still hit some homers if I get base hits? Uh, nah, we'll, we'll, say, no, we'll no. say two. We'll say two homers. Nah, homers and strikeout. <laughs> that's that's always the 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 popular answer. Nobody wants to be the guy. I bet Liam is the guy that's like, I'm good with just getting base hits. Yeah, I don't need to have a little power. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chad. If you were gonna ask someone on a date, would you slide in those DMs or would you do it face to face? Face to face. Oh, Texas gentleman. You realize you're the first male athlete to say that? Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I never get nervous, you know, just to talk to people. I don't meet a stranger. So I'm going to tell you all this. DMs, do your thing, do whatever you want. But every female athlete that we've asked that question to on this show has said, I want to be asked face to face. So, but I think they're capping. Cause I think they, would, <laughs> they would not keep they would not keep doing it if them girls was not responding to the DMs. That's right, Liam. Would you rather go back in the past or fast forward to the future? Back in the past. If you were going to do something differently in the past, what would you do? Um. Oof. I'd probably learn uh, learn Spanish. Spanish with an Australian accent. <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. Uh, I can see it now. Can I get the Rosetta Stone, the Spanish version for Australian accents, please? Thank you. All uh, right. Connor, uh, would you rather look busted – like face and everything, but be the best player on the team or look phenomenal like those dudes on The Bachelor and just be an average player? Oh, look busted and be the best player on the team. <laughs> I have a feeling Chad might say different. <laughs> I think Pav might no. be capping too because I saw his video. He's looking like Travis Kelsey stepping off I, the bus. I'm telling you, man. No. It's, it's like slow motion, portrait mode, like everything behind him's all blurry and his face is like pristine. But the snowflakes was just yeah. – I mean, I, look, <laughs> I don't know if I – I don't know if I buy it. I don't know, man. Chad, would you rather be funny or would you rather be smart? Funny. 100%. <laughs> See, and the only reason I say that is because if you're funny, you know, you can be a comedian. You can make money if you're funny. I'm thinking 100%. up here. That's smart in itself. I 100% agree with you. You just blew my mind. That's the best answer we've had. <laughs> best answer. You're welcome. Liam, would you rather beat Florida or would you rather beat Vandy? <laughs> uh, Vandy, because we – yeah, Vandy. So, I, I ain't, I ain't going to say who, but I heard Vandy talks mad smack. Is that true? Yeah, Pat, you got to tell us. Um, not when we played them, no. Uh, not when y'all was whooping them. Nah, and they beat us twice. But uh, I, I think unless they, unless they do it behind our back, they, they don't talk during the game. No. All right, Pav, I'm gonna start with you. This is the last question before I take y'all off the hot seat. But I gotta get it the, the answer from everybody. Would mm. you rather have money or would you rather have friends? Friends. Liam, would you rather have money or would you rather have friends? Friends, not, not even close. Chad, money or friends? Friends, 100%. I thought he oh, might man. take money for entertainment man. value on the back end. <laughs> Randy, I, think, Randy. I think we epitomize that answer as a group. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, we here, don't have a lot of money, but we, ha we have some great <laughs> times together. I, I'm wondering if, if we asked you guys individually without y'all all being on here what the answer would be. Because Randy, Randy hit, hit them with some knowledge. Look, my these are my homies, right? These are my I, look. We've been went to high school together, long time. I'm gonna tell them straight to their face on the Zoom podcast. I'm picking money over you chumps every time. <laughs> look, I, I love them. 
we Randy, we're lucky Randy has two more kids than what he expected to have because if not, we would have been replaced a long time ago. So hey Daniel. Daniel, going back to the the Vandy thing, you know, he said they weren't trash talkers, but you know, we've had a lot of encouragement to instigate in these in these rivalries. I'm gonna need if Connor hits a home run, I'm gonna need a bat flip and a stare down. <laughs> oh, you won't have to worry about that one. Oh, we get it, yes. <laughs> All right, well, look, the one thing we always do ask, man, at, look, after the season, y'all do what you do, balls go on, you three come back on here, and let's talk about the season that was. Let's do it. For sure. Let's do For it. Sure. And we're so, the first question we're going to ask is about Pav's bat flip. That's what yeah. I want to hear about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, I, if I have one, I will, I will happily answer that. That's when all, you have yeah. one. Well, we, we got both the LSU and the Mississippi State first basemen. not only saying they're going to do it, but they're going to stare down the opposing first baseman. So we might start a brawl down in Baton Rouge. <laughs> so about so it. with that being said, there's a lot of competition as far as likes and listens and shares of the podcast. So because, like, our focus is a lot of SEC players, like we have some guys that are out there that are that are running this thing up. So my hope is that the University of Tennessee shows out with you three guys and y'all share this thing and y'all get those numbers up. So the competition's there, the challenge has been dropped. And I'll say this, there's some Mississippi State guys that say that they can't be touched. So I'm just gonna leave it at that. It, it didn't help that they got boosted in those ra them rankings that came out. They're feeling themselves at seven. We ain't so worried about that. Is cheap. It hey. is, and look, and me being the Tennessee fan of the host, man, y'all got to come on. Y'all got to come on strong for me, you know. I need you. Absolutely. All right, guys. Um, I'll I'll start with you, Chad. Man, anything you want to plug, promote, put over social media schedule where we can follow you guys or get info. Uh, yeah, Instagram. Uh, I don't even know it honestly. I think it's. Underscore Chadwell and then Twitter's Chadwell underscore underscore. Uh, shout out my family and shout out Fruit City back home, Orange, Texas. Fruit City, whoop whoop. All right, Leo, anything you want to plug or promote? I just want to say hi to my mom. Hi, mom. Uh, <laughs> and and all the and all my other family. But, but Liam, yeah, you're, I the, mean, you're the winner, bro. You're the winner. Thank you. And. I don't even know my Instagram, so whatever. Lane Spence, I don't know. Something like that. All right, Pav, man. What you got? Uh, not much. I mean, I appreciate the time that you guys gave us and uh, not really much to promote. I'm excited for February 19th. That's all I got. Look, hey, Daniel, <laughs> I think about how Liam gives a shout-out to his mom and says hi, and I think about how Randy got on Cade Beloso because he comes on here talking about there ain't nothing athletic about my mom. I didn't get nothing from her. And Randy's that like, man you trashed walk? his mom. He's like, you want to walk that back? <laughs> I gave him an opportunity to pull it back, and he didn't. He doubled down. <laughs> yeah, he, I, I asked him, I said, would you rather go back in the past or fast forward to the future? And Randy said, you better go back in the past and change that answer. So, guys, man, it was good, good information, good times. I wish and we wish you guys nothing but the best of luck. Um, if there's anything that we can do along the journey, please let us know. Reach out to us. But, you know, we definitely want to have all three of you back on talking to us about the, how the season went. You know, and I, I hope you guys stay healthy, stay well, and you get a chance to complete this thing because I, I, really, I really think you guys got something special. Um, you know, you just got to have the chance to show it. So uh, we're going to end it there. We had great times, great insight. I want to thank Chad Dallas, Connor Pavoloni, Liam Spence for joining us. If you like hearing us average Joes talk X's and O's, please like and share the podcast on Facebook. Retweet us on Twitter. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. As always, your comments, feedback, and ratings are always welcome. We're going to see everyone next week for episode 20 where we will be talking to Reed Harding, University of Memphis baseball star. This has been the In Off the Bench podcast. As always, remember, strong bodies, sharp minds, great and grind all the time. We're out.